0: pro fans all over the world we welcome you to the Pro Fan arena where prolific sports fandom a desire for wisdom in life and work for the purpose of glorifying god through our gifts and talents all rumble together thank you for joining us now introducing your starting lineup standing five feet nine from the university of take responsibility playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! Here we go, here we go, here we go. Welcome to the Pro Fan League Podcast. My name is Brad Gibbs, the host of the Pro Fan League Podcast. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death, and that makes this a great day. Now. Lace up your PF flyers and let's talk sports. This is debut week on the Pro Fan League podcast, so I wanted to bring up a young man by the name of Connor Bedard. Two weeks ago, on October 10th, Connor Bedard made his NHL debut in the city of Pittsburgh against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Connor Bedard is 18 years old. He is considered a hockey prodigy. He was granted exceptional status in 2020 in the Hockey Canada Junior Leagues. He was the first player that had ever been granted exceptional status to play up a level in Canadian junior hockey at that premier level of junior hockey. He was the first pick in the NHL draft, and I decided we should give him a pro fan league shout out. Congratulations on your debut in Pittsburgh on opening night on October 10th. He had an assist. And then the next night in Boston, he netted his first goal. And then this past Saturday in a home opener in Chicago, he lit the lamp 90 seconds into the first game at home in front of the Chicago faithful, and the crowd went wild. We will be watching as Connor Bedard's career grows over the next 15, 16, 20 seasons. Hopefully, he stays healthy. Hopefully, he fulfills his potential. The early returns through six games, he had four points, a quick start. He'll have to start turning the franchise back towards those dynastic Chicago Blackhawks teams of the early mid two thousands uh, to really cement a legacy, and obviously it's too young, it's too early in his career to to name him as you know the next great one. But he certainly has quite a pedigree. He opened the night against Sid the Kid. Uh, he's viewed as a player of that caliber with that kind of potential. Sidney Crosby, Connor McGregor, Connor Bedard. Apparently, if you want your young uh, child to become a great hockey player, it starts with naming him Connor. So. The Great Sport of Hockey is into full gear. We missed the start of hockey season, so I'm going to withhold any sort of predictions on it. But we do want to give a pro fan shout-out to Connor Bedard. He started his his hockey career just recently. And we will now forever be linked as he starting his hockey career, me starting my podcast career. This is a special edition of the Pro Fan League Podcast. Off our normal cadence of Tuesday, Friday, this is going to be a Wednesday podcast. It will be rare. We won't do it often, but I wanted to do this on opening week to give people more of an idea of who I am, Brad Gibbs, the founder of Pro Fan League, why I decided to start Pro Fan League, what it means to me, a little bit of background on my sports fandom A little bit of background career wise, why this matters to me, and uh, what I hope that it accomplishes in the world, that it uh, brings God glory, and that it serves as a value to sports fans people who love sports and are also uh, passionate about doing wonderful things in their lives that benefit their families, their jobs, their communities. So, I made this special podcast just to give uh, more of a look behind the scenes about who I am and what this means to me and why we got it started. So, you can call me Gibbs. I have been a sports fan that I remember since I was five years old. Sports has always been really Exciting to me, really interesting to me, something that I wanted to spend time not just watching but studying and understanding. The first sports memory that I have vividly is an interaction between my dad and I, right around five years old. Uh, In our house growing up, we would take Sunday naps, it was mandatory. And the Minnesota Vikings were going to be on TV, and I wanted to watch them because I had never seen the Minnesota Vikings play on TV. I remember very vividly this was consuming to me. I wanted to see them. I'm begging my dad. My dad, as a loving father, says, you need to go take a nap. It's better for you than watching the Vikings on TV. I lost. I ended up taking a nap. In my father's kindness, he did tape a sliver of that game just so I could see them on TV. And uh, actually, as I remember it, it ended up being the Falcons. But it was okay because I had never seen the Falcons play on TV either. And at that point in my life, I just wanted to soak in as much as I could. I remember getting told to sit down at a Super Bowl party in the first Cowboys-Bills Super Bowl because I was standing in front of the TV uh, in a big in a big room. I remember that. Uh, of course, I was standing in front of the TV. I wanted to see what was going on. Uh, I remember the 1994 Rose Bowl. So my dad back in those days was going to night college and he was not able to watch that Rose Bowl game between Penn State and Oregon. I knew it was a big deal. That Penn State team turned into uh, one of the greatest teams in Penn State history. with Kerry Collins and Kyle Brady and Kajana Carter. And Kajana Carter, uh, my dad went to school. I'm watching as Kajana Carter breaks off an 80-plus yard run to open that game. It was a route. Penn State won. Uh, My dad taped it, and that cassette tape, was an important part of my childhood. I loved watching that cassette cassette tape. Unfortunately, uh, at some point, uh, a year later maybe, Swiss Family Robinson was on Sunday night TV and it got taped over that Penn State Rose Bowl game. So I could only watch it to halftime. And at that halftime show, I remember that Keyshawn Johnson also went off on that bowl game day for USC or, or in bowl week uh, on his way to becoming the uh, overall pick in the draft for the New York Jets. This is early on uh, 1994. I would have been uh, seven years old. I remember it vividly. Fast forward to 1997, I actually had the opportunity to go with my dad to my first Penn State football game. And it just happened to be a marquee matchup between Penn State and Michigan, both ranked in the top five. It was supposed to be a game. Michigan blew their wheels off. Charles Woodson, on his way to a Heisman, caught a touchdown pass that day. And it was never close. It was cold and rainy. Uh, Penn State lost. But it is a core memory in my life. I'll never forget it. Uh, the week or two after that, then, Charles Woodson, during a Michigan State game, makes a ridiculous one handed interception. If you haven't looked back at that highlight for a while or looked at Charles Woodson's Heisman winning season, that man was an incredible football player, as demonstrated by a Hall of Fame jacket. Obviously, Uh, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Charles Woodson is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Michigan went on to win the national championship that year. Brian Greasy went on to a pretty tremendous NFL career. Uh, Maybe tremendous as strong. A very solid NFL career. He was the quarterback of that team. The next year, we went to to another Penn State game. Uh, At this point, I'm 10, 11 years old. And... Uh, Another monsoon. That one was a monsoon against the fighting Illini of Illinois, and it was an absolute downpour. Uh, We actually left at halftime. I remember it being so muddy and shivering the whole way home. But again, establishing this real interest in sports, I was gladly willing to sit in the rain to go and be part of these experiences. Uh, Those were not my first sporting events. My sports first sporting event was a Phillies game, probably when I was six years old. And I remember my dad bought me some ice cream uh, in a Phillies helmet. And uh, I kept the helmet and I was pretty excited about it. Moving onward, uh, I have desired to talk about sports or work in sports since I was that five-year-old little boy. Passion for sports runs hot inside of me. And it's not just about the game. It's not a distraction to me. Truly, the process of building rosters, winning games, building teams, teaching how it happens is fascinating to me. I learn about life through sports. I realized this at a young age, and I thought it would be amazing to work. In sports, or to get paid to talk about sports, I loved it. It came natural to me. The research, the the understanding of what was going on in front of me. Uh, Fast forward now, I read collective bargaining agreements for fun. Uh, I don't just take it in through my TV necessarily. I like all parts of the sport process, both the sport, the business, the legal, the whole thing. I am a fan. Some of the seeds for this were sown by a very generous, maybe unexpected character in the journey of my sports life. In third grade, I remember being at our dentist office and reading Sports Illustrated every time we were there. And as we were checking out, I asked our dentist what he did with all his extra Sports Illustrateds. And he pulled this huge stack from under his desk and he said, well, they're all right here. Do you want them? And I thought it was Christmas and it wasn't December 25th. And I walked to the car carrying this huge stack of Sports Illustrateds. And that kind gentleman saved Sports Illustrateds for me. For every time we would go to the dentist for years, probably at least 8 to 10 years, this man generously saved all the Sports Illustrated from his doctor's office and gave them to me when we would come in twice a year to see him. Uh, This was incredibly benevolent, and even now, I would like to shout out a thank you to him because part of what's going on today in God's providence is because of his kindness to to give me Sports Illustrated. Back in those days, a Sports Illustrated season preview was so in-depth. It was not the TikTok generation. It was not fit it into the Twitter I mean, they would give you so much information. And even the baseball preview, they'd give you the dimensions of the field. Like, they just such a thorough description. I miss those days. A funny story about getting Sports Illustrated from the dentist. So, my mom, and rightfully so, whenever the dentist would give me the Sports Illustrated, she would always immediately confiscate the swimsuit edition. As. She, Rightfully rightfully so. I don't begrudge her this. What makes me laugh about it is my mom would not just take the swimsuit edition and make it disappear. She would go scorched earth on the swimsuit edition. She would cut it into tiny little pieces and turn that into millimeter-sized confetti to make sure... <laughs> that there was no retrieving the swimsuit edition. I remember talking to her about like, hey, what if there was an article I wanted to read and she'd just get out the scissors and go to town. Sometimes uh, if if it was a salvageable article, she would try, but I remember this one time she handed me an article I wanted to read and like half of it was cut out because she had destroyed the rest. And I'm like, well, what about this part? And she's like, you'll live without it. And you know what? She's right. I did. That takes me up into middle school where I started understanding that there were these things in the world called video games and I could build franchises in Madden and NCAA and baseball and NBA Live and I dove into it. It wasn't even so much about the video game to me as much as it was about staying under the salary cap, going through free agency, building a champion, learning how to call plays and think through the process of winning and I loved it when I would start a fantasy draft (laughs) as a kid in Madden with my first pick I'd always take a left tackle uh pro fan friends I believe that uh in the game of football championships are won from the inside out and I've believed that since I was 10 years old drafting centers and left tackles with my first two picks in a fantasy draft in Madden and uh I still believe it. Left tackles, offensive lines, defensive lines, I believe they win football championships. Over on profanleague.com, I've started a a series about championships. Uh, You'll hear more about offensive and defensive lines, I assure you that. Uh, my NCAA dynasties in middle school and high school and into college, I would actually track in notebooks. I would keep the metrics on my recruiting classes, offense and defensive rankings. Uh, It was in-depth. The games were in-depth, but then my external notes were also in-depth. So my wife, we get married. uh, I got married young. My wife finds all these notebooks and she's like, what is going on? And I'm like, oh, those are my those are my college football dynasty notebooks. I have to track my recruiting classes, and uh, man, I took it very seriously. Uh, all of this in my mind was setting up to go to school to to be a general manager or to talk sports as a broadcaster to go to Syracuse, and then God uh, took me in a different direction and. And I really thought that I was supposed to go to Bible college and understand God's word and, and spend my life working with teenagers and sharing the good news of Jesus with them. So uh, I was obedient to what I thought God was calling me to do. I abandoned the sports dream and uh, decided to go to Bible college, and that was right and good. I, I was not mature enough to handle Uh, Going and pursuing a sports career at that point in my life and God knew exactly what he need what I needed and uh, I am grateful that I didn't go pursue a sports career. Uh, I am grateful for how he worked out the journey. Uh, I ended up at Bible College, still a sports fan. I remember sitting at Lancaster Bible College by myself in the student union watching Sunday night football games or national championship games. Uh, They'd have a a pretty good party for like the college national championship. But I remember being pretty alone for some of the uh, NCAA national championships coming back from break or whatever. And, And that's okay. Uh, I love to watch football or baseball or basketball or hockey or soccer. Uh, When I'm watching it, I'm there to watch it. I'm in the game. Uh, I don't watch it for the commercials. And uh, I love it. So extensively through my childhood from five years old uh, up into middle school, into high school, just soaking in. Uh, sports information and sports experiences in a variety of settings uh, that God opened doors for uh, reading all sorts of different books, whether it was sports dictionaries, encyclopedias, biographies. um, Man, just anything that I thought was interesting across basketball, football, hockey, golf, soccer, baseball predominantly. And uh, we didn't have cable growing up. So that made it more a little more of a challenge. I loved when I went to my grandparents, they did have cable and I would watch Sports Center on a loop growing up. And uh, I worked at a camp all four summers when I was in high school, there was there was no TV, there was no sports, but my parents would send me Uh, baseball weekly and they would always send me in a care package a college football preview and an NFL preview and I would carry those around in my backpack with my bible and I would just put those four documents uh those four pieces of literature literature on a rotation anytime I got a chance I was either reading my bible uh, the college football preview the NFL preview or uh baseball weekly I don't know if you remember baseball weekly it used to be put out by I believe the New York uh the USA Today it was like a subsidiary of them and it was just this newspaper all about baseball I loved it uh, I'd buy them on my day off and uh there was a time in my life where I would buy multiple NFL and college football previews because I wanted to search and see what the anomalies were. And, uh, I would even sometimes create my own rankings based off the, the conglomeration of all the previews. I have really fond memories of hanging out in my room, compiling my own rankings, reading, having all this stuff spread out on my bed, listening to baseball on the radio. Uh, I'm a New York Mets fan, uh, lived in Pennsylvania, so I didn't get New York Mets games on TV or anything like that. So I had to listen to them on 660, and I would. And uh, those are some really cherished memories. Those, that's a little background on me as a sports fan, a little bit of a taste of the passion that I have for for talking about sports, for thinking about it, for reading about it. But more than that, for then taking all of what we're seeing in the world of sports and drawing out practical applications for life from it. Because I truly believe when I say that the motto of Pro Fan League is not just fans, that we are not just fans. I am not just a sports fan I do not watch sports just to waste time I do not watch sports to try to get away from life I truly watch sports in a very proactive way constantly trying to draw connections as to how I can be better how I can glorify God how I can have a heart of worship through what I'm seeing going on on the screen in front of me God has gifted these athletes. I look at these cavernous stadiums and the architecture and the beauty and the lush green grass and how people are taking dominion over the earth to create these environments. And I, it, quite frankly, leads me to a heart of worship. It's spectacular. Um, and that's a really good segue to why Pro Fan League? Why now? What is part of what? I desire and pray for will be the good fruit from pro fan league and the pro fan league podcast. Truly the reason I started pro fan league and I started it now is because as we've gone through life, my wife and I have seen the opportunity to get this idea, this vision off the ground that has been in my heart building for about nine years. Finally, the Lord worked it to a form where my wife and I had unity and she understood the vision and she thought it was an achievable scope. Um, but even more than the nine years of pro-fan league, I truly believe that for the last 31 years, God has been preparing me to do just this. He's been teaching me. He's been building experiences into my life so that, Lord willing, I can be helpful to sports fans and encourage sports fans that they're not just fans their lives are not accidents their lives are more than cheering on other people because there are amazing things that have been planned in advance for them to do as well in the bible which i believe in very strongly I believe the Bible is true and authoritative and can be trusted. And one of God's first commands to people is take dominion over the earth. Part of the reason that I started Pro Fan League is in response to that command. To me, this is an act of obedience to that command. Me trying to use the skills and abilities and experiences God has given to me to glorify him take dominion over the earth and encourage my fellow human beings to do the same. So that's part of this, me being obedient to the Lord and using the gifts and abilities he's given to me to take dominion. But secondarily, I would love to come to the common ground of sports fandom and help others also examine how they can go out and make plays with the gifts that God has given to them for their families, in their businesses, for their communities, also for the glory of God. Often, I feel that I meet people who are very discouraged or lonely. There are There are some pretty strong statistics coming out about how many men are walking through life lonely and without friends, feeling discouraged and defeated. Part of the reason that I believe that this is the time to start this show is to bring this encouragement to these folks. That's just a small snippet. Sports fans everywhere need to hear it. You have something to offer. You are not in this moment by accident. Help is available if you need it, and if you're doing well, you need people to continue to spur you on so you can keep doing well. One of the core tenets of Pro Fan League is alone we die. You'll hear me say it, I believe it. Nothing amazing can be achieved on your own. We are all affected by people around us who contribute to our lives and any sort of success that we get to achieve. Also, a big reason of this is every time I start a show, I start with this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it and that Jesus Christ is alive. I believe that Jesus Christ is alive. I believe that I am a sinner. I do not have it all together. The Bible tells me that I need a Savior, and I believe it wholeheartedly, and I am happy to report that a great Savior has been provided. His name is Jesus Christ. He died and rose again three days later, and he's alive, and he's building a kingdom, and it's coming towards us. And he's put a group of people on this earth called the body of Christ that he works through to do good wonderful things for his glory, and to be building that kingdom as we wait for his return. I view Pro Fan League as part of building that kingdom, encouraging others to do the same, and drawing people who might feel lonely and hopeless towards the one true and living hope, and his name is Jesus Christ. It's not a trophy. It's not a celebrity. It's not somebody with power or money. It's Jesus Christ. So, I'm here to testify to the name of Jesus as well. This is a sports show. It's a show about sports. It's a show about life. But I bend the knee to Jesus Christ. That's a little bit of the background of Pro Fan League. Why I started it. Why I started it now. I pray sincerely that it is an encouraging wave. That people... uh, can listen to the show and come away with from it both enjoying the sports that we talk but also being challenged to examine how they're living their lives and full of hope and feeling supported that they're not in uh, their life alone whatever they're trying to accomplish that they're not in it alone and that if they need to make a move or make a play that they're not alone to do it. And as Pro Family continues to build to be built out over the next few w- years, God willing, structures will continue to be put into place to be helpful. For now, we're going to try and produce entertaining content that turns into life-changing application and challenging questions that motivate people to go make plays. I appreciate your grace in listening today. I look forward to many more podcasts, God willing. I look forward to seeing how God uses the Pro Fan League podcast and Pro Fan, but even more than that, I look forward to seeing how God uses your life to impact your family, your business, and your community for His glory. I hope that you have an amazing day. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. The next podcast drops on Friday. Uh, There will be a blog on the website, profanleague.com. The first Swinging the Torch, Swinging a Torch blog will drop on Thursday. I appreciate your time. Have a great day. Go make plays. I'm cheering for you. Thanks a lot. Bye.